Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. All right, it is time now for Market View. It is drive time. Elliot Danka, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian will be talking about uh, SVB, of course. Uh, but let's uh, get the important numbers out of the way. Right, so a quick recap of how we started the day. Singapore shares slipped in the first few minutes of trade, uh, extending yesterday's losses. So if you look at the Straits Times Index, that headed down 0.6% to 3,112 points in early trade. 176.7 million securities changed hands then. Now let's take a look at the closing numbers. The benchmark STI closed down 0.08%. We're looking at 3,129 points. In terms of value turnover, that's $1.69 billion Sing dollars. Now, gainers trailed losers 260 versus 316. Top advances, Semcom Industries, Nanofilm and SGX. And top decliners for today, Jardine Psycho and Carriage, UOB and DBS. Now, some notable names seeing new developments today include Semcom Industries, its 80% owned joint venture clinched a contract to build, own and operate a 500-megawatt solar power plant in Oman. Now, meanwhile, global bank stocks continue to take a beating around the world amid the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Now, that even as U.S. President Joe Biden declared that the U.S. banking system was safe and vowed stiffer bank regulations. So joining us on the line as we break down all the details you need to know is Robert Sinclair, Managing Director and Strategist at Fullerton Fund Management. Well, Robert, welcome to the show. Yeah, good evening. Pleasure to speak with you. And great to have you on as well. So, Robert, let's start with the usuals. How did the STI fare today? Yeah, so, I mean, as you outlined uh, in your run-through, um, it was a difficult day. I think closed mm. out at uh, 3129. Um, I, I think, of course, uh, markets are still, especially across Asia, uh, are still uh, reacting uh, to the uncertainties in the U.S. with the um, uh, two banks uh, going into default and, and insolvency. Um, and I guess the bigger issue is investors are now a bit more concerned uh, about the prospect perhaps of, of a global recession, which I think is uh, another headwind uh, for Asia at the moment. Mm. Uh, Robert, that in mind, looking at the biggest movers for today, uh, does any of it surprise you? Um, no, I think some encouraging signs uh, we have seen is if you if you split out the market into the growth stocks, what we typically think is is more sensitive to the economic environment, and I guess the value stocks, at least in the Singapore market, um, the growth stocks uh, have held up uh, relatively better uh, and actually outperformed the, the broader market, uh, where it's the value stocks that are taking uh, most of the uh, heat. I guess, from, okay. from the self. Um, and then from a sector perspective, of course, um, some of the ones that are still uh, holding up uh, better in a relative sense maybe than expected is things more tied to Singapore's domestic economy like uh, hotels, uh, retail, uh, tourism, uh, those things linked more, I guess, to uh, consumer spending in Singapore and, of course, from tourists across the region. Right, and Robert, we're seeing some developments from Semcom Industries after its 80% owned joint venture clinched a project, uh, a contract rather, to build and operate a solar power plant in Oman, and also some new developments from Yoma Strategic there to restructure debt facilities for a development in Yangon. But what is the outlook for the energy and property sectors for local firms? Are things looking up? Yeah, so I mean, I certainly think so for, for the energy sector uh, in Singapore. I mean, you make quite a, an important point that um, 
demands for more climate-friendly energy investments are Mm. picking up, and Singapore is quite well-placed to benefit from that, not just in terms of what's happening uh, in the local market, but also uh, in the external uh, environment as well. So um, I guess from a global perspective, uh, what has weighed uh, on the energy sector has been the stock build uh, into this year and, of course, concerns uh, of uh, recession risk. Uh, but I guess from Singapore's perspective, because they are sort of more up the value-add chain uh, in terms of uh, energy sector output and especially in refining space, um, there has been uh, some added uh, positive news coming through there um, as uh, refiners and such have been able to diversify and get more value out of the barrel. We're on the line with Robert Sinclair, who is Managing Director and Strategist for Fullerton Fund Management. Robert, I want to talk about Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Despite uh, an emergency backstop uh, of uh, Silicon Valley Bank, we saw the Dow fall. That's, of course, played out into Asian markets as well. I guess it's time running out for for this situation to be contained before a full-on fallout as far as Asia is concerned? Um, you know, I think that... Um the headwinds to Asia are less um, about the fundamentals because Asia's banks are very strong. And I guess what's driving the reactions in this part of the world uh, is concerns um, about recession risk. And of course, investors will be waiting to see what the Fed says about that in terms of the rate profile um, going forward. So I, I don't see um, there being a time factor as such uh, for Asia. It's really about the recession uncertainty. I guess what's driving the market uh, in the US is more about the concerns about the financial sector and uh, what banks uh, beyond the couple that have, of course, uh, slipped into insolvency uh, may have a similar problem. I mean, I guess the key drivers at this juncture, of course, has been the strong uh, growth and leverage for these kinds of um, banks. And also, I guess you could argue to some extent, their concentrated lending. Um, it's been a difficult combination in an environment where the cheap money uh, is disappearing and, of course, interest rates are rising. So U.S. policymakers, um, not just from Biden's statements, but I guess more tangible actions from the U.S. Fed and the Treasury, you know, they've said that they will support uh, the depositors and also give more funding for banks. So it's a very fluid situation. It's still early days, but I think that should be able to generate some stability in time uh, across the U.S. market, whereas I think uh, in Asia, um, the fears are more tied around the recession risk rather than the banking sector because banks here are strong. Uh, And I guess we will get more clarity um, about the recession risk when the Fed announces what it's going to do with rates next week. Mm. And Robert, in the meantime, as you mentioned as well, US President Joe Biden has declared that the US banking system is safe. He has vowed uh, stiffer banking regulations. If we look at the performance last night of bank stocks, uh, it seems like that did little help, but there's also some moderation uh, today. So uh, what can we expect in terms of bank performance and what can we expect on the regulatory front as well? Yeah, I think that that's a fair point. You're right that um, as uh, investors digest this very fluid situation and, and uh, think more about the backstop that uh, policymakers have given, we should see some slowdown uh, in the equity sell-off. I guess the other indicator that's also been quite important is if we look at credit market pricing uh, for US banks, that one has been uh, quite stable. So that, that is a positive going forward that if the credit market becomes more positive on the default risk, that should eventually help uh, improve equity. 
uh, market uh, investor sentiment. So uh, I would expect mm. some stability to come back uh, to market to market soon on yeah. that front. But stability only if we don't see more banks following the path taken by SVB and Signature Bank, right? So uh, we saw First Republic shares slumped uh, yesterday on contagion fears. And uh, do you think, without mentioning any names here, do you think more banks could take that path? Um, I I guess you need to step back and think about what has been the key drivers of the default, right? Mm. So it comes back to extreme growth and liabilities, so, I mean, SBP was an outlier bank uh, in the U.S. that its loan-to-deposit ratio was very, very low, only around 40%, whereas the banking average in the U.S. is around 150%. So mm. the banks that are most at risk are those that have leveraged up too much in the cheap money environment and haven't been able to lend enough. Um, and if we look at the banking sector as a whole, most are very strong. There could be some outliers that investors will be a bit more concerned about, but that is why policymakers have stepped up and said, look, um, we are there to support our deposit holders uh, if any other banks uh, fall uh, into this uh, uh, insolvency trap uh, mm. from excessive leverage. So I think the key thing uh, for all investors is just to step back and look at the fundamentals uh, of each bank um, in terms of, you know, where they lie on the risk spectrum. Mm, and talking about making matters more complicated for officials, including the Fed, uh, the U.S. is expected to report strong consumer price increases for February. And uh, according to a Reuters survey, the CPI uh, likely increased by 0.4% in February. How does it complicate matters for the Fed and uh, where will they take interest rates? Is there any tally for now? Yeah, so it's uh, a difficult environment. You are right. I mean, I think that from the inflation perspective, um, the concern started from the start of the year when the key metric that hasn't been coming down um, is inflation across the services um, sector. So I think that was what was driving the market to expect uh, a more hawkish Fed. Um, Now, of course, uh, the systemic risks from uh, the uncertainties of the bank failures has, uh, I guess, increased uh, concerns about recession risk. And Mm. so that means, you know, a lot of people are now thinking maybe um, the Fed uh, is on hold. I think from the Fed's perspective, they still have to do the inflation fight. But what they may need to do, and that's what we've seen examples of so far, is open the policy toolbox and come out with new initiatives that can support uh, the banking sector uh, as required going forward um, and still uh, focus on the inflation fight that is still very important. Mm, all right. Thank you very much, Robert. That was Robert Sinclair, Managing Director and Strategist at Fullerton Fund Management. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.